0: We're just boys, yeah. we just boys, we like beer, we like beer, if you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear, we like Blondell's, IPAs, Cider Stouts, In the we USA, like we're, just we're just boys. boys, we like beer, yeah, we're just boys, we like beer, we like beer, i like stay beer, boys.
1: Welcome in to another episode of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Thank you to Chris Hitchcock for our theme song, as always, with me, per usual, my faithful co-host. Steven the Mayor, find him on Instagram, at Southern Blink Beer Reviews. Wayne the Sage, find him on Instagram, at Wayne's Beer Delivery, and on YouTube by the same name. And yours truly, producer and humble correspondent, Chase. Find me on Instagram and TikTok, at Nutmeg Du Palmetto. Also with us is a special guest, owner... And lead bartender, if that's accurate, of Clock Tower Room and Billiards in Simpsonville, Eddie. Hey guys, how you doing? Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into more of a formal discussion with Eddie in in a bit, but right now we just wanted to have him take part in our usual what are we drinking segment. Steven, you have a special pour for us, don't
2: you? First off, huge shout out to Chris Randolph, lives out in Texas, one of my beer trading friends on Facebook. Ingenious Brewing. They do some crazy beers year round. They did a beer that brings back from my childhood Yummy Mummy Fruited Beer. So they did a whole line of Booberry and Frankenberry and Count Dracula. So this one's called Yummy Mummy. It is a 14% bourbon barrel aged Hot damn. stout. Brewed with oranges, marshmallows, and vanilla beans. So, cheers like to y'all. <laughs> yep. So, see if we can get the... Oh, yeah. That
3: sounds delicious, but holy cow, <laughs> 40%. It's got over a 4% rating on Untapped.
2: All yep. right. <laughs> and it's only been out for a couple weeks. Imperial.
1: looks like car oil. It it's it's,
2: oil. pours like car oil, <laughs> like extremely thick. Like 20W50 or worse. Uh, Yeah. Eddie, you going to join in on this? Yeah, I need an oil change. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of
1: mileage in those late nights, man in the bar. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh.
2: That
3: smells
4: amazing. This will get you in trouble, though. Holy. Not sure if it's car oil or differential fluid.
1: See, maybe it's just the... uh, I barrel, smell, aging, but yep. barrel aging, yeah. Barrel aging to me always gives me this like almost cherry type of aroma. Yep. There's no
2: cherries in this beer. I, so I essentially smell like a char, like yeah, the char like the from the barrel. I'm getting more of a malt
3: bourbon flavor. Yeah, a lot. Believe it or not, a lot of these breweries. If, if you're ever interested, just drive up to them. A lot of times they'll actually you have some of those barrels. I have two of oh, them yeah? at my house where uh, we've kind of refurbished them, but. They still have that smell. You leave yep. that,
2: that bowl open and it still gives you that aroma. So, cheers. Cheers, cheers. To another great segment, episode, what a, whatever have you. Oh, yeah. That's yummy. Wow, that's <clears throat> yummy. <laughs> yummy. mommy. So, I taste the marshmallow. I taste the chocolate. De- definitely. So, I taste the marshmallow up front. Chocolate on the backside. Yeah, the on the front. Definitely a, a ch- chocolate aftertaste. Very, very I don't, good. I don't taste oranges at all. Wayne, what say you? I'm
4: saying this is the best car oil I've ever tasted, but <laughs> um, I kind of get a little bit of the orange up front and chocolate on the back side. Not really getting much of the marshmallow. I,
1: I'm, That's fine. I'm not getting any orange. No. My back end is kind of my back end. I know. Um, I'm getting some of that vanilla. Um, but for the most part, it's it's at least eighty percent chocolate before I get to
2: that. Eddie, take another sip. We're not getting any orange out of it. Are you getting any at all? I don't taste any citrus. I, <clears throat> I can't tell you marshmallow light marshmallow in the
3: front, definitely heavy chocolate, and it's delicious. Yeah, this is one of those that'll get you in trouble though. <laughs>
1: and oh yeah. considering the barrel aging, considering the ABV, it's sneaky for that. I wouldn't say it's a sneaky
3: it's beer, smooth. but
1: it's sneaky for what it's selling.
3: What is it, yeah. running out, 10%, 12%? 14. 14. Holy.
2: But it's very smooth, very easy to drink for the, for the open-minded. Let me tell you,
3: uh, I, I don't know if you guys have been to Sierra Nevada. They, mm-hmm. They're they they're very well known for their bourbon barrel aged beers. Bigfoot. Um, here locally, Birdie 5 also has a bourbon barrel aged. They go down real smooth, real easy to drink. The problem is you have two or three of them, they catch up to you very, yep. very quick that process, that bourbon barrel process, which usually is a little over a year, uh, makes a huge difference with the flavor that you uh, receive once you, you crack one open. So, this is delicious. Tell your boys down there in, in uh, Texas. Was it Texas?
2: Yeah. Ingenious Brew. They absolutely
3: crushed it. It's a great,
2: great <coughs> job. It's delicious. Yeah. So, again, thank you, Chris Randolph, for sending these great beers. Is this so a I can limited edition? Trade? Is this it seasonal? Is this yeah. A... This, this was a limited edition. They brewed it. They allow for proxies, so I reached out to my boy out in Texas, and I literally said, hey, I'm going to buy this beer. Can you pick it up for me? And within about 20 minutes of being online, it was gone. I can see why.
1: As I'm drinking it down, and it's funny because the the color and appearance of it is also very similar to my comparison, but as I'm drinking it down, it's also giving me kind of a cola sensation, Mm. too. Maybe that's just because of the vanilla.
2: Carbonation. That's a of yeah. yeah. Definitely. It
1: feels like I'm drinking on a ice
2: cold. Going back to, to
3: what we've talked about in the past, man, the
2: artwork is slick on this can. Yep. I love it. <clears throat> so every one of their cans, they actually did the true to form, like Count Dracula. They did the cartoon Dracula. They did the, the mummy. They did the Frankenberry. Oh, they yeah. did a Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. That's old school. Yeah, so they they've done some really good beers he sent me out some pretty good ones from ingenius the problem is you can't get them here <laughs> yeah
3: so some, you, some states don't reciprocate with South Carolina yep uh, Florida being one of them I'm a Miami guy so I'm, I'm always looking to bring some of those uh, breweries you know up up to the to the upstate or at South Carolina in general so there's certain states that just for whatever reason just won't reciprocate yep. um, it's
1: a shame but hey when we're in Texas I'm gonna stop <laughs> buying. <Ingenious. laughs> Check these guys out. The distribution laws are always this funky moving target, Mm -hmm. from what I've been aware of and what I've heard. Not only being around here, but where I'm originally from up north in Connecticut, but that's just—it's just such a strange maze to navigate with these distribution laws. And I mean, we'll get into more of this later as we sit down and more of a long form discussion with you, Eddie, but. What's your experience from the distribution laws of that?
3: It's, it's been frustrating because we do have some of our regulars or some folks, you know, beer, beer enthusiasts that come in here and say, hey, can you get your hands on ABC beer? And I go, well, that sounds great. Let me make a quick phone call. And I'll talk to them and say, you know, whether, whatever state it might be, you're just like, hey, unfortunately, we cannot work with that particular state. But on the flip side, uh, the states that we can work with or that South Carolina reciprocates with, uh, we have been very successful in bringing in some very unique styles. Uh, that you typically wouldn't find here on a local level, even yeah. though Asheville, Greenville, uh, and and, the, and uh, Charleston have uh, diversified their palate quite a bit with some of these exotic new beers. Uh, being able to bring some from you know other states, especially from yeah. up north, it'd be pretty cool. Expand on that quite quite a bit.
1: We uh, before we move on to the next beer, we've got a couple of pours that Eddie's prepared for us, um, and we'll get into more of that in a bit later on. But Wayne, what what you got <clears throat> going on?
4: Well, what I'm sipping on now is a little place out of Greenville called Liability Brewing. It's a White Collar Crimes. It's a a Belgian IPA, which I did not know prior to this that that style even existed. I do like my Belgians, kind of like IPAs, but uh, this is uh, pretty interesting.
1: It's, that's, yeah, it's a weird, that's a weird mashup for sure. I'm also sipping on um, a product from Liability. Uh, Minotaur? Minotaurs. Minotaurs. <laughs> um, this is a Doppelbach, which I've had before. Not a lot. They're not super common. But it, it kind of threw me off a little bit because it smells like a traditional lager.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I taste it. It's just like full malt, like a blast of a Fest beer, Oktoberfest kind of thing. So it, it kind of threw me off, threw me for a loop a little bit. Oh, it's good
3: stuff, it's good, it's good stuff. That double bock is uh, very smooth, easy to drink.
1: And uh, I know
3: these folks down here in Greenville, they, uh, they make some good
1: beer, I'm telling you. I've noticed that too. I, and just being down here for a year, I've noticed the, what was here last summer and what's here now, there's definitely more than half a dozen new places that have opened since then. I'm looking, growth. What the heck is going on, man?
3: Oh, yeah. Asheville's pushing 60, if they're, if not over 60, microbreweries. And uh, wow. Greenville is right at the anywhere from 28 to 33 right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, could be off by a brewery or two. But they're, they're popping up everywhere. And um, it's not a matter of quantity over quality. They're all cranking out very, very good beer. It's just a matter of having the opportunity to go out and try them all out and all that. But, yeah, Greenville, Asheville, we're on the
1: map for sure. Absolutely. Especially um, – I'm used to being able to venture out to hit six or eight in a day, all within a close realm. And these are these states down here are much bigger states, so it's not as easy to go out and hit five, six, seven breweries in a day. Yeah,
4: well, actually, in this area, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. And uh, bring them all there. on. Bring them all
1: on, Mayor. What's uh, what's our next beer to try? Are you still we'll sucking go. down that, that potent bomb? No,
2: Eddie. Eddie, crack it open. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Guest crack, ladies and gentlemen. What
1: do we so, got here? We got so, that. this
2: is also from Chris Randolph. That's okay. But it, oh, oh, Houston. A's, ah, I damn. I didn't realize. File, I didn't realize Eddie had opened it yet. <laughs> so, it's from Spindle Tap Brewery. It's a little over 10% IPA. Really smooth. Um, I've talked about Spindle Tap before. I've had some on the show before. Again, Chris Randolph always hooks me up with some really good beers. So this is a very good 16-ounce can of Hazy IPA. Jeez, got right. you got another, give me another glass.
1: Yeah, don't, don't be mixing that barrel-aged uh, that, that <laughs> chocolate marshmallow bomb with uh, Hazy.
4: Why not? I got a Belgian IPA. Why not?
1: You know, Wayne, I know we're still working on your uh, finesse with the Sorry about you, that, Eddie.
2: I'll help you clean up. I've, I've made a mess since the the <laughs> listeners can't see. I made a mess because I didn't realize Eddie had opened the can yet. It's all good. <laughs> so, Houston haziest. 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 So they, they do a lot a lot yeah, they do like a lot of breweries do they do like a series like treehouse does green greener greenest that's what they pretty much do with that one but it's very hazy so i'm interested to see what uh our resident sage thinks about it so this is spindle tap what i see here on untapped they have us the houston haze the houston hazier and i yep. guess this is the houston Hazy Such a nice so, aroma, too. Like I was saying, they do a lot of like libraries. They do a series of a single, cheers. triple, double. Eddie, cheers, bro. As our surprise guest Absolutely. that we didn't know we were going to have. Hey, I'm here. Cheers, I'm here. y'all. 4. I the hazy 5.
3: train. 4.5 on untapped. On That's untapped. A solid rating. Yep.
1: That's. There's a certain bitterness to it, but it's oh, not right. in the
4: flavor. It's almost like a bitter mouthfeel. Very <clears throat> juicy, very juicy.
2: It's like a fermented orange grove. So while we're <laughs> we're all getting our thoughts about that, Eddie, tell everyone real quick. Just give a huge shout out, just fast, on the pizza that we got today. Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a neighbor uh, called the Slice, and they
3: uh, they specialize in uh, pizza pasta and uh, cocktails so if you're ever in the downtown simpsonville area we uh we partner with them quite a bit folks that uh, that are hungry can always order from them and have their food delivered up to the tap room so huge shout out to the slice
2: yeah they brought it to us all i had to do was make a phone call they knew exactly where we were and they brought it up so cheers to them absolutely what do you think fellas that is wayne
1: <laughs> the pizza the bear.
2: <laughs> well, the pizza is amazing. It's, the pizza is
1: just chock full of meat. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time with it just because it's.
2: Well, when we surprising. ordered it, I said, What do y'all not want? Everybody's consensus was no veggies. So all meat it is. And she said, We can do that for you.
1: I don't <laughs> know if that was our consensus because I like <laughs> veggies on my pizza.
2: Well, the majority ruled. <laughs> there you go. At that point, yeah. This is excellent. Excellent stuff. I'm going to jump on a plane and head to Houston. Well, These I've, I've right. got a really good contact that is extremely good with sending me beer at cost, so I can help you out. Hey, I'm, I'm a I'm a guest today, but can I can I go on that trip with you guys
3: to Texas? <laughs> I, I'm about to Give you my two cents down in Texas. That's good stuff. Very good stuff.
1: I mean, I agree. I, I definitely agree with you, Eddie. It's very so so juicy, but it's definitely got that. It's got that. Bitter sensation, yeah. but it's not, doesn't taste bitter.
2: Doesn't taste bitter at all. But I, I definitely taste the high ABV. I, I can. Punch it right in the face. Yep. Are you sure it's it this does.
1: one and not that 14 percenter?
2: <laughs> I'm going to go out of limb and say this is about
4: a 9 percenter. You're wrong. <clears throat> Over 10. Yep. Over wow. 10. Wow. 10.5. Really? Yep. Talk about smooth. Well, they do things bigger and better in Texas. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In yes.
1: <laughs> they talk about doing things better, bigger and better in Texas, Sage. You better um, be careful looking for uh, your typical pilsners down there. Maybe there are not any around.
4: About 7% Pilsner. Oh, they have pilsners in Texas, <laughs> and I have my own Houston contact, which may or may not come to fruition later on down the line. Uh oh. Oh,
1: mystery deeds. <laughs> Well, real quick, before we wrap up and get into more with Eddie, we happen to be sipping these out of a uh, very classic Red Solo cup. I'll fill you up. Let's have a party.
4: (laughs) may or may not be a song.
2: (laughs) Yep. Eddie's actually going to go grab another beer.
1: Oh.
2: Oh, surprise. Surprise,
1: surprise, surprise. I hear the
0: click,
2: I hear the click. So, you know, folks, usually we do this just us three. But today, since we're on location, I went on a limb and didn't ask any of the other guys. I guess it's one of those, ask forgiveness later, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ask permission, (laughs) don't ask permission, ask forgiveness later.
4: We'll get in that later on.
2: Yeah, I, I'll probably be kicked off. So if anybody else wants to join the podcast, I'm sure they'll be looking for somebody when they kick me off. Yeah, my son's a big believer of uh, asking Whoa. for forgiveness. Yeah, Eddie, where's yours? I'm gonna grab one in a
3: second. I want to make sure you guys are taken care of. Well, uh. so sounds yeah, like a
1: shot of fireball.
2: So, so yeah, yeah, serves. they're um,
3: this one right here. We've. Because of the time of year, everyone's been asking, you know, what do you have that's pumpkin-related, pumpkin-associated, pumpkin-infused? We've had a couple of really good pumpkin ciders. Uh, One of them was uh, by Ace, which is notorious for their ciders. They're very, very well-known. Ace cider sold out in, uh, I would say, about two weeks. Uh, So everyone's going, where's the next one? And we went with McKenzie's uh, pumpkin cider, which is phenomenal. We have it on tap right now. Won't last very long uh it'll probably be gone before um, i would say before uh thanksgiving arrives however what you're drinking right now is called d9 head of the horseman it's an absolute pumpkin stout imperial pumpkin stout and it's about a 10 percent beer um if you're into pumpkins and you're into high abv good quality stouts this is definitely the one for you
1: and d9 to tie into a previous segment the we at Crafty Cats, where our second episode was Learned His Craft at D
2: nine. Oh, there you yep. go. He was he started out as a brewer there. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Cheers, gentlemen. Let's see if it's cinnamon
2: and and just so the the listeners will know D nine is on our list. Um, once we get all the South Carolina breweries done. Crossover in North Carolina, they're definitely on our list.
4: You know, we might have to make an exception to that rule because there's is places popping up in the upstate all over the place? So.
2: Well, we might hit them up before we get all of <laughs> the breweries done. What do you guys think? Eddie, thank you yes, for the thank you like that,
4: Eddie. This head of the horseman is a very solid, very sneaky high ABV. Is it high ABV? Uh, I think it's around 10%. 10%, wow. Uh, <clears throat> this is
1: what. Uh, I mean, I love the name because I've always, as a child, I was always fascinated with the uh, Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. stories. Headless Horseman. Oh. But this one, I can't place the flavor. It's something very familiar to me.
4: Um, maybe nutmeg.
1: Hey now. <laughs>
4: Um, I'm getting cinnamon. I'm getting the nutmeg. Getting a little bit of you clove. Said fireball <laughs> That is too funny. Maybe some fireball.
1: It smells like. Oh, fireball. that's, that's the fireball, fireball is probably that's
4: the ABV on it, much less the uh, taste.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I would say I would say right now, you know, pumpkin, anything pumpkin related, uh, which is another, you know, little fun fact. When when we meet with our beer distributors. I would say mid to late July, they're already asking us, do you want your Sam Adams Oktoberfest? Do you want your pumpkin ciders? Do you want you know, some of these uh, you know, fall-infused beers? And I'm going, God, it's midway through the summer. What are we doing right now? But the problem is that the demand is there. Yep. So if you don't order Supply it in time, demand. then when you do need it in mid to late September or when the temperatures drop in October or you know, early November, they're gone. Uh, so right now, if I wanted to replace the one you guys are tasting... Or add another pumpkin uh, cider. They're they're extinct. I mean, you got to wait till next year. So, hope you guys enjoy that one. That's a good one there. It's high high gravity, but it's a good good quality beer. And uh, hope you enjoy. So I always um,
1: I always got thrown off because, like you were saying, they're, they're calling you in July, asking you to place the orders if you want it. And to me, going back long enough when the only October around was Sam Adams. And it would start coming out at the last week of July and into August. I'm like, it's too early. It's still the summer. What's going on here? You know, because, you know, if you're young and ignorant, you're thinking Oktoberfest October. But I think I, I came across knowledge recently that Octoberfest refers to the eighth month, mm-hmm. a.k.a. August, not October as in October the month. That's an old fun so, fact. Yeah, I so I didn't know that either. And that, it, it, like all of a sudden, like okay, well now it makes more sense. Now, now all that anger I had as a youth, <laughs> as, a, as a youth in the northeast, is was very misplaced. <laughs> uh, let, let,
4: let me derail that for a second because <laughs> actually, Oktoberfest started in the middle of September for the wedding of some nobility in Germany. Mm.
1: Oh, do you know what nobility it was?
4: I can't remember right the second. Sorry.
1: Our future trivia, our future trivia segment
2: will have to wait another day. Yeah. <laughs> so, to yeah. the listeners, you will not only get beer history and beer reviews, but you'll also get useless or very useful knowledge from the boys of Upstate Beer Boys, and also. Guest that we have
4: absolutely well. I can tell you, Eddie, as far as pumpkin beers go, um, this (coughs) one from D9, you got the best that I've had so far. I've actually had this before, and uh, this is some great stuff. Let me tell you, it tastes
1: like the rim you put on the glass you're having a pumpkin beer in. (laughs) It's a good description of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, stick around. And as always, follow us on Instagram at Upstate Beer Boys, and we'll uh, dive a little deeper with Eddie as on the on, and more of his establishment, clock
0: tower taproom, and billiards. Keep looking, her, for, looking forward to it, guys. Keep it her right here, Upstate Beer Boys. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural. Route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Crashed down beneath that window Fired it up gave it hell At that hangout my daddy used to hang around We watched it all go up and smoke Until it all came down Just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned To the only joint my mama ever burned will get sassy and bluegrass, come on
2: And we're back! Today we took a beautiful ride to downtown Simpsonville to hang out with Eddie, owner of Clock Tower Tap Room. Thanks for having us, Eddie.
3: Absolutely. Thanks again for coming by, guys.
2: So we always try to ask anytime we talk to new people or new breweries, new tap rooms. Can you give us a little bit of background for our listeners sure. about yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, moved to the
3: Upstate area uh, 2007. Uh, moved from Miami, Florida, um, so we've been here about 14 years now. Uh, my background's the uh, employee benefits industry, so selling health insurance, and then a couple years back, got together with a few friends and started spitballing some ideas as far as you know whether we wanted to open up a, a potential tap room or not. And uh, over over a few beers, and we decided that hey, you know Simpsonville's booming, Simpsonville's expanding, and uh, for those of us that live in Simpsonville to drive to Greenville. have a few drinks you know it's a little it's a little further out than than we'd like so um wanted to have something in our own backyard something that the community would be proud of uh so that's where we came up with the clock tower tap room name um so so far it's been great open almost a year and uh been loving it
1: you are right outside the big clock tower right here
3: i can see it from here
4: (laughs) (coughs) all right well thanks again for having us here um as you said the upstate south carolina area has been steadily growing for years I myself relocated here about 16 years ago Mm -hmm. from not too far away from you were in South Florida. Yeah. Uh, Simpsonville golden strip was one of the fastest growing areas in this part of the upstate. So what made you specifically choose this particular area of Simpsonville? Because I live in Simpsonville technically, but I'm 15 minutes away from here. I'm almost a Greer by zip code. (laughs) So, uh, what brought you to this particular area of simpsonville
3: uh to live we actually uh when we were we weren't necessarily house hunting but we were actually on vacation uh, actually proposed to my wife during that trip initially uh up in uh up at chimney rock and on the way down my mother-in-law kept saying you've got to check out simpsonville it's a great mm-hmm. up-and-coming little city and uh you know we did the tour of downtown greenville and loved that whole area at Simpsonville we just kept gravitating towards and it's only about 12 13 minutes away from from downtown so we felt we were close enough to the action but still further enough away we can going to enjoy the, the suburbs of Simpsonville as far as the tap room was concerned um you know we looked at quite a few different areas here in downtown and um this this was an opportunity just popped up and became uh became a nice little destination for us to to be able to you know expose our dream I guess you
4: could say nice yeah, it's funny how many uh People I've run across in the last, you know, ten plus years, similar story. That's my story. Is we were actually on a vacation in Georgia, and my in-laws' best friend lived in Greenville, so we had a couple extra days to kill. So we came over here and just fell in love. So for six months we researched it and then ended up relocating here. So welcome to the area. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, the 2003,
3: four, five version of Eddie would have probably said this was way too slow for me. Um, but once once uh, we got engaged and we, we started looking at things from a different lens and we're thinking more about, you know, where we want to raise our kids and, you know, what what type of future we wanted to offer them. Miami's great. Don't get me wrong. I was born and raised there. I'd love it. But um, this area is just more conducive to what we wanted for our family. And it's been wonderful. I mean, we've been here almost 15 years and, and we're not going anywhere. This is home now.
1: Now, I'm going to feel like a jerk, jerk after they both thanked you for being on the show, and I don't. So, so thank you, Eddie, for being on the show. <laughs> we got the hat trick now, so we're good. throw them on the ice. Um, i like to ask this question of anyone who runs a poorhouse or a tap room, that type of establishment. What's been your biggest get, your prize keg, your pallet of cans that come in? Well, what's kind of your, to this point, what's been your kind of claim to fame? Like, yeah, I got them in my place.
3: Uh, th- there's two of them, and I'm going to give you two, two different ends of the, of the spectrum. One of them, when we had our grand opening, uh, our beer distributor rep had come up to us and said, you've got to have this beer on tap. And I'm going, yeah, but I'm looking at these you know, popular names. I'm like, we have to have A, B, C, and D, and X, Y, and Z. She goes, Eddie, you have got to have this on, on tap. Trust me, we've allocated it for you for your grand opening. Um, so this one's uh Highland Brewery up in Asheville, and they have a beer called Cold Mountain, which I had never even heard of. Uh, apparently, it has a cult following, and we ended up landing a coconut <coughs> version of that cult okay. map And uh, apparently, according to her, there was like three or four in the whole state. So we use the Untapped app so folks can kind of keep track of the beer that we you know, offer our uh, customers. Um, also gives them uh, some descriptions as far as what they're drinking, a very detailed uh, app, and also keep track of what, what you've had in the past. And um, we had people drive from Boiling Springs, from Gastonia, from northern Georgia, from Easley, Just because they found Cold Mountain on our Untapped app and decided to drive on in and have a taste, so that's probably the most, the biggest unicorn, I guess you could say, that we landed uh, accidentally, or you know, graciously by the beer distributor. On the flip side, most recently, uh, I know a lot of folks have drink, uh, have had or drank, uh, Dragon's Milk. So Dragon's Milk has a bunch of variations, and uh, by accident, uh, we actually landed a Dragon's Milk Reserve. It's a twelve and a half percent. Bourbon barrel aged stout, phenomenal, phenomenal beer. Um, but it was Madagascar nuts, vanilla beans. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal beer. It lasted a week and a half. So one was by accident, one we <laughs> hand picked. So it's uh, it's th- those are probably, I guess you could say that the two most unique that I've I was you know real happy to be able to be able to serve out here at the tap room.
2: The
1: dragon's milk is left hand, if well, I'm not mistaken. No, New Holland. Holland. New okay. Holland.
2: Yeah, New Holland. They have a raspberry. They have a coffee. They have oh, it's endless. I it's <laughs> interesting you bring up untapped because that's really how I got started
1: in this whole journey way back when even before the Instagram review was even a thought conception of a thought um is that just a quick follow up before we move on to the next question is that what is, is that is it just a uh, for is it for for your purposes is it just something to for people to keep track of what they had, or is there a deeper story? Well, there's that? well, there's
3: two versions of the same app. There's version one, which is what consumers use, which is what I use. If I'm at a brewery, or if I'm traveling, if I'm somewhere, and I'd like to keep track of what I'm having, um, then I fill out my own personal uh, Untapped, you know, profile or account. Then you have the business side of things, which for us, we use it as a menu here at the tap room. Uh, folks can actually read what they're actually having. It gives you a full description of the brewery, the ABV, you know, the IBUs. Uh, it gives you a very, very good description, and like I said, it's constantly up at our tap room. So folks, as they're drinking their current beer, can look at what they might want to try or sample uh, next. So it's been it's been great for us, but more important than anything else, on a national level, wherever you are in the world, if you type in a specific beer near me or you know in Simpsonville, Greenville, Upstate, uh, it's a great opportunity for you to. it point you in the right direction, let you know where you can find that specific beer.
1: And it kind of makes you feel like a little bit of a superstar to see your name on the bottom of your
2: menu. And I'm you not complaining. In. I think that's a great, great feature. <laughs> Absolutely, I use it a lot of times too. 50 mile radius. Radius. Where can I get this beer? Mm-hmm. Type in a specific beer, and like you said it'll bring people to you or bring people to other places. So, I'm going to switch you know, talking about beer. I'm going to switch um, back to the brewery itself. So, unfortunately, you had to deal with smoke damage in the past. Oh, boy. From No, it's nothing bad. From a fire that was outside of your your business. And you also had to deal with the COVID issues. And, you know, when we come in this morning, you were cleaning up and getting ready for everything. So, what's some of the other drawbacks? I mean, how did you get through that?
3: Yeah, when we first started our, our journey into, into opening up a, a, t- a tap room here in, in Simpsonville, um, you know, this, this process began early 2019. Uh, we spent about a year looking at one particular location in downtown, and unfortunately, that didn't work out. Um, so as things started to fall into place, you know, fortunately, right around September of 2020, uh, we landed our deal and were able to um, get started. Uh, some folks probably thought, what in the world are you doing? starting a brand spanking new tap room uh, in the hospitality industry during the pandemic mm-hmm. and i said either i'm a genius or i'm an absolute fool um, but so far you know, everything's worked out great um, you are correct we, we had our grand opening december 4th of last year uh, had a phenomenal grand opening packed the house it, it was very very well received uh, but unfortunately six days into that we had an unfortunate fire with our neighbor uh, so you know with all that hard work and everything that went behind the scenes to, to get this spot and our, our establishment up and running, um, it was a kicking the kicking the cantaloupes <laughs> when, <laughs> when uh, six days in you're forced to have to close down and, and miss out on you know the Christmas holidays yeah. and all the college football games and all that fun stuff. So, uh, but fortunately, about a month into that, uh, about mid January, so we had a re re kind of a I call it the Bob's Burgers re re grand opening. And <laughs> nice. uh, again, it's been it's been wonderful. We've been open uh, since I guess mid January now, so just about ten months.
1: Yeah. Now here we are in Simpsonville, and there's been a like as uh, Wayne alluded to before. There's been a lot of growth as far as fun places to go out. Throw back a pint or three or five. Um, just in this immediate little downtown area, you got Sweet Sippin' on the adjacent road. You got the Warehouse of Bonds down at the end of this little drive <laughs> drive through place. Tapper Matey, five's across the street. is across from them. Even a little barbecue place, Smoke. They got a little fridge full of all sorts of different cans. Now, what's your relationship with the other businesses, and how do you possibly share the clientele of this area with all those different businesses?
3: That's, that's a great question. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, you know, anywhere else in the country, or even any other part of the upstate, you, know, you would look at these other establishments, like the ones you mentioned, as competition. Um, with us, so far, it's been the polar opposite. We felt that uh, if we work together, support each other, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. So, at the end of the day... Um, you know, 1885, Sweet Sipping, you know, Vons, if they're doing well, we're doing well. Um, they all bring, you know, potential customers to the area. So every single one of them has a different flavor to them. So I encourage everyone to, to visit each and every one of those establishments, including ours. Um, so if you want to shoot pool, hey, come to Clock Tower Taproom. Hey, do you want to have a, a beer and hang out outside with your dog? Go check out 1885. If you want to go grab a bite to eat, and enjoy some outdoor you know, music, check out Vons, you know. So everyone has their own little flavor to it. Um, but we have a phenomenal relationship with all of our neighbors. Anything that we need, we help each other out. We have each other's back. And um, as, as uh, time passes and as we get more and more established here in Simpsonville, there's a couple of ideas also we've discussed behind the scenes as far as, you know, some collaborations, ways that we can kind of work with one another, whether it's a bar crawl or some other ideas I don't want to share with you right now. I, I've got to keep my secrets close to the vest. Um, but no, to your, to your point, um, there's a lot of cool spots. They all have their own flavor. They all have their own little, you know, flair. So at the end of the day, I encourage you to um, to visit all of them. They all and you know drink up.
1: Two follow ups to that: one is, do you get the? This is a very lively little downtown area, but it's certainly not a metropolis by traditional standards. Um, do you get that typical bar hopping type of crew that typically frequents big, large, huge cities, going from place to place? <laughs> Yeah, the
3: volume, the volume that you see in downtown Greenville versus downtown Simpsonville, obviously it's, it's polar opposite. I mean, there's two, two different extremes. Um, but I will tell you, Simpsonville is growing tremendously. There's neighborhoods popping up left and right. Um, as a matter of fact, a couple weeks back, we had our first, well, not our first, I would say probably our second or third, quote unquote, bar crawl. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, you alluded to four or five different establishments right here within a you know one block radius. So technically speaking, if you wanted to park on one end and just bar hop, you have the ability to do so. Um, Greenville is growing, and again, Simpsonville and the surrounding cities and suburbs will, are going to continue to benefit from that. Um, but Simpsonville, Fountain Inn, some of these smaller towns—they're all going to continue growing because uh, this upstate, for whatever reason, everyone just keeps, you know, flocking, flocking and uh, <laughs> being drawn to it because it's a beautiful town, beautiful area. You've got the best of both worlds with the beach being, you know, arm's distance away and the mountains in our backyard. So, I think uh, as as the city continues to grow, these small towns are going to just going to continue to keep popping and. Cool spots like ours, like Clocktower Taproom, we're going to continue to grow.
1: And my other follow up was, you brought up collab in a um, um, sense of the other of you between the other businesses, but I look, you know, I look at your tap handles and I see a beer that says Clocktower Clock Clocktower Lager. Is that something specifically made for you? And if so, who helped you brew it? Uh, no,
3: no, we don't make our own beer. Um, it's actually Narragansett, so. Now everyone knows we've got Narragansett on tap on uh, tap number one. Uh, We just sell so much of it that we ended up making our own house lager, uh, similar to some of the other establishments here in the area where, you know, they might come up with a funky house name, you know, to cover up the fact that it might be a different brand of beer. Um, But I will tell you, uh, spoiler alert for those of you listening, that um, we are in talks with uh, two different breweries right now, depending on the timing, uh, to come up with our own variation of our own clock tower IPA. Uh, that's something I'm, I'll have both of my hands on and uh, we'll be serving it here permanently. So we'll have a tap dedicated solely to that one particular clock tower IPA. And that's something that we would, it would be proprietary to us that we made with our own hands.
1: Well, I'm glad you spun that into a positive because I felt <laughs> a little awkward thinking you opened the closet on that one. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good.
2: So you were alluding a little bit earlier about events and stuff. So tell our listeners, some of the things that you've got coming up that you've got a, a bunch of cool um, pool and all kind of things.
3: Yeah, I, I, when a lot of folks, you know, they hear billiards, they, they, uh, it's a stereotype. They think, oh, it's just a pool hall. Um, we, uh, we, uh, we pride ourselves in having many events, whether it's, you know, bingo, karaoke. Uh, we have dance parties. We have Latin dance parties. We have uh, you know Halloween parties, Christmas parties, so we always have something going on. I, I strongly suggest if you haven't already, uh, you know follow us on Instagram and Facebook because we're always uploading our monthly and weekly events. Um, but there's always something going on here in um, at the tap room.
4: All right, so the future for your location seems pretty bright, and you allude to with Chase about you know getting your own you know, IPA or whatnot, which sounds great. Um, what other plans do you have for your future? Do you potentially plan to brew your own beer or, you know, do you have a food menu or anything like
3: that? Well, that's a great question. At, at the moment, we do not have a kitchen. Uh, we don't offer food in-house. Typically, the folks that uh, come and, and enjoy their time here at the tap room uh, will bring food from some of our neighbors. Um, we actually have a partnership with a few of our, uh, the restaurants close by and close proximity, they'll deliver the food up here. Uh, our goal, I would say, by Q1 of next year would be to have our food up and running. Uh, you know, simple menu, just have some some snacks and some finger food. Um, so I would say that's probably our next goal. As far as making and brewing our own beer, probably not what we're looking for at the moment. Um, but I, as I said, that collaboration with um, with a potential local brewery is what we're working on right now. And we're hoping that in the next uh, six to eight weeks, we'll have at least some sort of plan as far as how that's going to work out and can unveil that in 2022.
4: Nice. Nice. Uh... Well, since you're from Miami, you know, got any plans in that kitchen that maybe offer a little bit of uh, Cuban food? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh. You know, there was not a whole lot in the update. And being from South Florida, I kind of miss my uh, rice and beans and some uh, some good. Uh, Tomatitos con you know. pollo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, we actually had a, a food uh, vendor that that would
3: come up and, and she would sell some empanadas and um, some some Cuban flair. And uh, you know, unfortunately, that that. Didn't didn't pan out uh, in the, on the long term, but to your point, uh, once we have our kitchen up and running, uh, I personally enjoy cooking. I love 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 to cook when I have the time to do so. Uh, so yeah, uh, there there could be a situation where we could uh, unveil some some Cuban dishes or some some Eddie's specials, I guess you can say, in the very near future.
1: Eddie's specials, I like it. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, I'm noticing between <clears throat> what you're currently wearing right now, which is a hat and t-shirt with your brand on it, and uh, some offerings for the clientele to buy walking through it's a lot more merchandising than you see from a small upstart business mm-hmm. was that something you went in thinking you had to have right away we got to brand this promote promote this immediately or is that something that kind of grew and it's more of a recent thing uh, I, I i'll tell you from
3: the beginning uh, when we unveiled our, our logo uh, the folks that you know close friends of ours and confidants and family that we have here in the area we're all like Everyone is going to want a clock tower T-shirt. If you live in Simpsonville, everyone drives by it, is near it, lives by it, can see it from a distance. So uh, we definitely pride ourselves on on the clock tower, you know, logo and giving, uh, you know, I guess you could say homage to the monument here in the area. As far as SBL, uh, I'm not sure if, if some folks, I mean, they still come in and go, "What the heck does SBL stand for?" Yeah. I'm going, well, Greenville has GBL, Asheville has ABL, so shoot, Simpsonville should have SBL. Yeah. So we've been um, we've been very proud of that, and have um, have come up with decals and t shirts to really promote our area, our uh, our city, and uh, everyone that lives here should be proud of you know where they live because it's a beautiful town, beautiful town, a beautiful city to to you know here in the area. So yeah, absolutely.
1: The I, uh, t- tapping back to a question I started off with as far as what's the kegger pallet of beer that you've been most proud of getting which one was the hardest one to get
3: right now miller light is the hardest thing to get there's a a, you know it's funny because everyone talks about our droughts and i said we have a stout drought i can't get my hands on a stout Um, sometimes it's hard to even get you know miller light just because um with covid and with the pandemic this is what I've, i've been told so this is you know straight from the horse's mouth with what transpired last year the beer distributors uh, we're stuck with a lot of merchandise, a lot of beer that they couldn't push through. Um, you know obviously with with businesses shutting down, restaurants and, and bars shutting down, um, they were stuck with a lot of inventory. So I guess on the flip side coming into this year to 2021, uh, they held back a lot of those orders. They, they made them a lot smaller. So you have all these new businesses popping up, you have all these establishments popping up, and demand is going higher and higher than it's ever been. But the inventory has been less and less. So it might be a Corona or it might be a Miller Lite or it might be a Megalov Ultra that you think, man, I can get that anywhere. Uh, for us, it's, sometimes it can be difficult to acquire those just because they have to allocate it to all these different venues.
1: I'm going to crack open my second port from you before I ask my next question. Here we go. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. Do you have another question now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, originally I told you that I didn't have a question, but. If you could go to any brewery, oh boy, and get a beer and bring it back and serve it on your tap room, is there any specific brewery? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. Okay. Is there any specific type of style of beer that you would want to get from any brewery? How about that? Okay, that,
3: that that's, <laughs> a lot, that's a lot better. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge IPA guy. Yep. I love double IPAs. The hoppier, the better. The higher the ABV, the better. Um, so that that's definitely up my alley. Okay. Um, I will tell you, since being the the owner of Clock Tower Taproom and, and, and being exposed to so many different types of beers, I've, my palate's expanded quite a bit. So whether it's a Belgian style beer, whether it's um, you know certain stouts or certain porters, typically the beers that I wouldn't drink if I was you know hanging out with my friends or hanging out with the family, um, I've learned to appreciate them. I've learned to you know, appreciate the flavors and what goes in into making them. So. Uh, I've expanded my palate a little bit, but if I had to choose, I'm more of an IPA, double IPA kind of guy. But, yeah, don't ask me who's my favorite brewery in the area because I'm going
2: to end up Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> well, don't I didn't say that. area. I said, like, anywhere, a- anywhere, if you wanted a beer. We'll, we'll but I we on. changed <laughs> it. <laughs> I changed it. Well, you know, I'm sitting here looking at your menu, and, you
4: know, I guess it's a shame that you don't have Miller Lite available. Oh, we do. But uh, <laughs> Number 18. Not, I'm being a little sarcastic there. It's <laughs> hard to get. Not know, I'm looking at your menu, and you do have quite a bit from the upstate. You have quite a bit from South Carolina in the region. Um, how do you select, you know, with your distributor or whatnot, the type of beers, location of beer breweries for your taps? Because I know you only have... So many taps, you only have so much you can offer. Yep. Um, you know, is there any type of local or regional brewers that you'd like to focus on? You just
3: haven't gotten in yet, or well, we we have 18 beers on tap and about another 18 to 21 options in can or bottle. Um, as to to your point, there's a, a good mix. Excuse me, there's a, a mix in between staples, flagship beers that you have to have, like you mentioned, Miller Lite, a little Ultras. Uh, we wanted this originally to be strictly craft beer, and then you know I had to, you know, pivot and and I'll obviously uh, bend it a little bit because there are some folks that uh, you know although they might appreciate the craft beer industry, just want to stick to their their you know their comfort zone. So, uh, but no, to your point, we have a ton of beers that I would say you could find in a grocery store, and then we have a ton of beers also that you would say, what what brewery is this? You know, where are these guys located? This is some good quality stuff. Or hey, you've served. You know, ABC beer from this particular brewery three or four times back to back. Maybe it's a seasonal or maybe it's a, you know, it's a unique release. And uh, it's so good. You know, where are these guys located? So there's a combination of rotation, you know, where we're constantly shifting new beers and bringing some fresh new breweries to the area, bringing awareness to some of our customers. Um, And then also some that I would say you just have to have because everyone just loves those. Um, There are quite a few breweries that are popping up in the area that are looking for the opportunity and utilizing platforms like ours to get their name out. Uh, so there's sometimes that during our Thursday night uh, trivias, we'll have tap takeovers to bring awareness to maybe some of those smaller breweries located in you know, Western North Carolina, maybe by the coastline. Uh, they don't get the publicity of some of the bigger <clears throat> names get. Um, so we're proud to help them you know establish their name. We have giveaways and swag and you know, they'll sponsor our events and their beer is just phenomenal. So um, I would say it's a mixed bag right now. It just depends on, on who's available. The one thing I've noticed that I was not aware of until obviously I've been put in this situation is the fact that there are certain states that don't reciprocate with South Carolina. So there might be a specific beer that I like or that I drank you know, on vacation, uh, or I was recommended by a customer of ours, one of our regulars, and I'm going, man, I wish I could get my hands on it. However, you know, we don't have the ability to tap into that particular state. So sometimes it's, you gotta go with what you know, is available to you. Um, but as I said, we've got a great selection here and we're only scratching the surface because there's thousands I wanna get my hands on to be able to
4: you know, offer our customers. Well, I appreciate the fact that you have so many different varieties and styles on tap, uh, different you know, breweries like local breweries, regional breweries, whatnot. So the average person that comes in that, uh, like me, like five years ago, probably wouldn't have gone and drank uh, you know, what I'm drinking right now, can uh, you know, dabble, experiment, and see what they like because South Carolina Upstate has got a great craft beer scene, but there's quite a few people that... Love their Miller Lite or their Mick Ultra. And oh yeah! This hopefully will expand their horizons. There, there are a lot of people
3: that come in here and they just drink a, a White Claw or they'll just drink, you know, a Bud Light, and um, you know they won't they won't expand their their palate. Um, and then you know, I for one, for example, you know, I know you, know you guys are. I think one of you guys had had one of the uh, strawberry sours. I didn't like sours. I didn't even know what, what a sour was, you know, a year ago. And uh, we've gotten to the point now where some of these sours are kicking butts. And the ciders, you know, my wife, she doesn't drink beer. Um, she's like, I, she's a cider girl. And we've brought some ciders here that are exclusive, exotic, some things that you're like, wow, that combination of fruits. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's not, you know, everyone's got their own way of viewing it or, you know, what they're into, what they're not into. But I can tell you Greenville, Asheville, you know, this pocket of the country, they're making some really, really good beer, and we're going to do our very best to, to have that available to our customers. And should they want to experiment or try something new, they're more than welcome to. Um,
1: especially when you brought up the, the evolution of one's taste palette. Uh, I was a very similar, before I like really went in head and shoulders, even going back to where I'm from, I'm from up north, before I really went head and shoulders into the craft beer this whatever you want to call it, extravaganza <laughs> phenomena, whatever it is. Movement, movement. Yeah. Um, I was always a big Dippa guy. I like those heavy, bitter Dippas, maybe even to the point where it's a, a style I personally do not like. Now, West Coast, I probably loved them you know, a number of years ago you know, to the point where now I like my New England styles. Whereas those I wasn't too big of a fan on early on, I've really embraced stouts, barrel-aged beers, even porters to a certain extent, and then like you said, sours, fruited sours, getting this like fruit-forward blast of all these different notes and additives of random, random apricot and pineapple and guava and grapefruit and all those other stuff, I and mean, you can really like taste and know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that evolution is definitely noted. Mm-hmm. That you could see it in
3: this the prevalence of the craft movement. Listen, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. When I lived in in South Florida, I was a Corona, Heineken, and if you guys are old enough, Zima, you know. But that's what oh, we used to drink. That's from
4: the past. That's, that's what
3: we used to drink. So when I moved here from from Miami, I'm like, what the hell's craft beer? I mean, what what is this? And I just kind of gravitated towards IPAs. Uh, it's taken off. To your point, it's it's taken off completely. Um, if, if you ever take a trip to Asheville or you ever take a trip to Charleston or, you know, you ever venture off, there's so many different variations and new hybrids that are coming out that you're just like, I didn't even know this existed. So as long as you, you go into it with an open mind and, uh, you know, try out, sample some some different and new flavors, I mean, you'd be
1: surprised at what you might like. The, as I understand it, you are a big NFL fan. Oh, yeah. Miami Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're, I'm a maskus
3: like that. Yeah, I've been a Dolphins fan since I was uh, since I was born, and, and a huge, huge, huge Hurricanes fan as well. Not nothing to brag about right now, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm loyal to my teams.
1: And as I also understand, you uh, tried to dabble in a little bit of the Sunday ticket game theme around here, and it, that's what 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 were your experiences like to offer that as more of a support local type of theme that the craft beer community is all about versus people that just go out to like buffalo Wild Wings or hooters or these just big name brand franchises. <clears throat>
3: yeah well those you know the ones you mentioned are all household names so obviously it takes some time for for folks to know that you know clock tower tap room is open on sundays you know for for football um but every single day of the week we try to to cater to a certain crowd so for example tuesday nights we have our open mic night so let's say you're an up and coming comedian or poet or musician and you just want a platform where you can just say, hey, let me give it a shot. See if I like this. Tuesday nights are great for you. You know, Wednesday nights, we usually have our, um, you know, wind down Wednesday. So if you're into wine, just want to hang out middle of the week, bring the girls out, bring the boys out, hang out. No problem. Thursday's trivia. Friday, like I said earlier, karaoke or bingo. Well, Sundays, we had quite a few of our regulars saying, hey, we don't want to watch the game at home. You know, we want to enjoy some of your beer. Uh, would you be you know willing to open up and I said absolutely we'll show all the local games and hang out here and, and um, you know watch football together uh, as a dolphins fan we've had quite a few folks that'll come out and migrate over and, and you know we can cry together when we lose or you know cheer <laughs> together and high five when we win so um, so no it's, it's it's been great so far we, I, I'm a huge huge football fan so for me this is the best time of the year
4: well as a lifelong Falcons fan I can commiserate with you on that <laughs> yeah, at least you've been to the Super Bowl. Um, in the last uh,
1: 40 not years. the Not the best memory for the
0: Falcons
2: Sam. Hey, when you pull for a team, you've got to be the good times and the bad times.
4: Listen, over the last 40-plus years I've been following the Falcons, there's been – the bad times weren't as bad as losing yeah. to Brady in the Super Bowl. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I,
3: yeah, I was pulling for you. It. I was pulling for it. As a Dolphins fan, Brady tormented me for almost
4: 20 years. So, trust me, I was on your side. in the way you did well just word out there to Sage is a free agent football so contact me if you need one
1: Um, you brought up a good point and I almost forgot to ask we typically do like to find out what the um, what type of community support the venues have um, engaged in you said you offer an open night night for musicians for poets for comedians whatever the case may be That or anything else, what kind of community ties do you have, do you offer here at Toccao to happen in Billiards?
3: Yeah, we've uh, tapped into a few of our um, city events. You know, for example, we have a sipping event that's catered towards beer earlier in the year, and then one um, that's catered more towards wine. So that's a sipping event you can buy tickets for, and it's it's very well received here in the area. Uh, Just recently, we had an Oktoberfest, which was amazing. Um, you know, my wife, obviously, uh, for some of those that I don't know, you know, she went through brain cancer a few years ago. Um, so at the beginning of the year, every March, we're going to have a uh, cancer awareness, you know, event where we raise money for a local cancer society. So, um, you know, we're always looking at ways to give back, you know, whether it's through the name of our tap room and, you know, giving giving uh, homage to, to the monument here in downtown Simpsonville, or whether it's, you know, generating some funds for a local business. Everything we can do to help others. We're all about it. So. Um, to your point, I think it's, I think it's great to um, not only you know, focus on you know, what works for us, but also what we can do to continue to help Simpsonville grow and put Simpsonville on the map. Excellent.
1: Uh, before we wrap the interview, we always go around the table and talk about what we were drinking, what you poured for us. Wayne, what you got?
4: Well, as uh, I was uh, seasonably late to getting here, I told you guys to uh, surprise me, and um, I know it's an IPA of some sort.
2: Scafla Pog. Scofflaw Pog.
4: Well, it's right
1: there on the menu. See it? Well,
4: <laughs> American also,
1: IPA. I also
4: need glasses, too, so that's neat. Of, that's <laughs> uh, should, should I help them out? They're from Georgia. Uh, Scofflaw Pog. This is my first time having it, and for a IPA, this is pretty decent. Um, kind of reminds me of their Dirty Beaches which is kind of like a, I think a pale. It's not an IPA, but this is pretty good. Yeah, POG, Pog stands
3: for Passion Fruit Orange and Guava
4: IPA. Oh. So
3: going going back to what you guys mentioned earlier, as far as variations and how, how things are, are evolving in the craft beer industry, uh, some folks will come in and they'll say, we want a hoppy, hoppy West Coast IPA or we want a very light New England style IPA or we want a fruity style IPA. There's all these different variations. So uh, whether it's a pog like what you're drinking, or whether it's, you know, for example, Brew Dog. We had a, an amazing opportunity to go up to Columbus, Ohio about a month or so ago um, to check out their brewery in Columbus. And, um, you know, they have all these different grapefruit infused IPAs, mm-hmm. they have passion fruit infused IPAs, guava infused IPAs. And you're going, fruit and IPA? Are you serious? But you'd be shocked at how many people gravitate towards them. So um, there's something for everyone. But, yeah, what you drank right there, Scofflaw, they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. Amazing brewery to go check out. Uh, my favorite beer from that particular brewery is uh, the Double Jeopardy. Again, to your point, Double IPA. Amazing, very smooth. 10%, so you got to be careful not drinking too many of them. But,
4: um, but Pog, very, very good stuff. Well, for one, I can appreciate the fruited-style IPAs because if it wasn't for the New England-style IPAs, I would still be on the sidelines with them. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> I've been drinking your uh, house lager.
1: Oh. Another <laughs> wrong with that. And Scofflaw is definitely on my list of places to get to. to. I've, there's th- Them and um, Orpheus are two Atlanta breweries. That are-
3: you nailed it. I would say if you're in Atlanta, uh, and, and hey, they're not giving me any a dollar for this, so <laughs> just enjoy this this advocacy over here. Um, yeah, Orpheus, Sweetwater, um, and uh, Scofflaw are probably your top three down mm-hmm. in Atlanta right now.
2: Steven, sip it on. So I am sipping on a yep. beer from. What were you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm drinking. <laughs> same thing. He. So <laughs> I already drank mine. Yep. And Eddie saw the empty glass, ran over to the tap. Poured it and had it sitting on the table before y'all even finished. So, conducting an interview. That's right. So that's that's some some, some skill hey, that, right there. That, that is that's some heavy skill. I
3: haven't moved from my seat to pour the beer. Yet. I don't know how that happened.
2: Well, thank you, and uh, thank you for keeping our uh, whistles wet and not dry from the beer. So yeah, I'm I went with the uh, liability, which is a local brewery in Greenville. Coming in at 7% with 210 calories. Oh, boy. Oh boy. The White Collar Crimes oh, wow. IPA. Take a jog after this. <laughs> I don't jog. <laughs> That's an
4: interesting
2: name, White Collar Crimes. White Collar Crimes. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't dug deep into the names of any of them. So I don't know. Don't know the name of it. Maybe some of our listeners can tell us, but uh, it's... a uh, different than what i'm usually used to drinking an ipa it's not very hoppy at all it's got a smooth clean finish at the end and easy drinking beer definitely this is number two so definitely a drinkable beer very good
3: yeah liability prides themselves in coming up with with some of the most unique names for their beers and uh, the what you're drinking right there was actually when our, our beer rep hope over there at, at liability shout out to hope she told me she said you got to try this and i said a belgian style ipa going back to what we just talked about a few minutes ago these hybrid these, these collaborations so she said eddie you got to try this you got to try this and i said all right i like belgian style i don't like ipas i don't know about it being you know combined into one but i'll tell you that's one of the, probably one of our top sellers whenever we have liability on tap Uh, White Collar Crimes is one of our our biggest sellers, and uh, it's just a unique flavor, real easy to drink, like you said earlier, easy to crush. Um, So,
4: yeah, either head over to my building or head over to Clock Tower Taproom and have a White Collar crime. A
1: Belgian IPA. I didn't think I'd live to see the day of that. (coughs) Mine, too. Uh, I went with something that, as I I noted before, more of a newer addition to my palate evolution, uh, the Fruit Sours. And the first one was out of Nashville Brewery, Dissolver, which I've heard a lot about of. I can't recall if I've had one that's exclusively by them before, before today, of course. But in the past, I've had a, two or three collabs that they've been in on. And that one was such a strange, funky aroma to me. I didn't really know what to expect from that. And... Once I sipped it, I didn't know I was going to get out of it, but once I started drinking it, it it kind of had this, and I can't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look at untapped and put a word in my head, but it was, it reminded me of some kind of candy. Some kind of like, not not Starburst, but something like that.
3: Some people tell me that it tastes like either Lucky Charms or... um... If it feels like a strawberry quick, but it's it, it's technically a strawberry cheesecake backing, and okay. uh, Dissolver makes amazing beer. Very very good beer. Uh, up until about a month ago, I had no idea who they were. Um, so once uh, I was made aware of who they were, I've had a few samples and tried a few of their beers, and so far so good. They've been they've been amazing.
1: And the other one I had another. <laughs> We're at that South Carolina podcast. Of course, two beers I drank. Now I in South Carolina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? The other one, um, only an hour away from where I uh, just bought my right, house down here in Lexington, in uh, in Augusta, Savannah River Brewing. This is Swamp Shake, and this one had this like really fizzy, frothy type of aroma, but then the flavor is a. Kind of a crisp, like a, like almost like a high C type of mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Like Ecto Cooler going back, going back wow. some years.
0: <laughs> hey, breweries, the
2: there's breweries that make Ecto Coolers, <laughs> the beers. Oh, um, so, and the other thing about
1: Savannah River is their can art is phenomenal. And I don't know whether this is just like, a um a Halloween thing because Swamp Shanks has got the, the the swamp creature on the front and in front of a old fifties diner kind of thing. And then another one I had recently was their Oktoberfest, Uncle Fest beer and of course that's Uncle mm-hmm. Fester from
3: the mm-hmm. family. You would be shocked at how many people come in here and they'll we have a, a cooler uh, for all of our can and bottle options and people just choose their beer not by the type of beer it is, but just by the artwork. And um, from what I hear, from what I hear from down the grapevine, uh, I can tell you it is not a very uh, inexpensive approach. It's actually costs quite a bit to get some of that artwork slapped onto some of those cans. So uh, for those of you that are are, uh, looking at getting uh, getting into distribution, make sure your artwork is on point because a lot of folks will buy that beer, whether it's good or not, just based off of the way the can looks and how it pops versus the competition.
4: I can firstly speak that two of us out of the three <coughs> are suckers for good can-arm.
1: No, all three of us.
4: Oh, <laughs> there you go. Matter of fact, if, uh, if I didn't buy that uh, strike card from Back Bay Brewing a few months ago, I wouldn't have even ventured into IPAs.
1: Now, before we bid adieu, we have to ask about the elephant in the room. You've got quite the mountainous climb up to the tap room. you've got got to burn those
3: calories uh, on the (laughs) way in and on the way out so yeah you're having (laughs) he mentioned 200 calories for that one beer Um, you know it's an opportunity for for, uh, some folks to kind of burn some calories get a little workout in on the way in on the way out Um, from from, (laughs) a from a Liability standpoint, uh, that was the one reason why we probably don't serve a full liquor bar, uh, because we want to make sure all, all of our customers are safe and make it make it back down safe, safely. Um, you know, some of these IPAs, some of these drinks, some of our wine. You know, you're talking, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen percent. Um, so we just want to make sure everybody's safe and can make it up and down those twenty steps uh, as best as they can. So, um, but no, it's uh, as a matter of fact. Every single person I've spoken to regarding the fact that we're located on a second level has actually been very positive. They thought, hey, when we were up here, it's a destination. It's pretty cool. The view's great. Yes. got a great view of downtown Simpsonville. Um, when we have our parades here in the middle of downtown or when the train comes by or all that fun stuff, you know, it's a great location. So, And we're right next to the ice cream station. So some of the, the parents that uh, want to stay with their kids and, and order an ice cream, that's great. But some of the dads or some of the moms might squeeze away and, and say, hey, Eddie, can I have a Quick beer, real quick, while my <laughs> spouse is waiting in line for you know chocolate ice cream. So it's it's a great location. We're we're
4: uh, very very pride uh, prideful and, and happy to be here. So well, we wouldn't be remiss, you know. We have talked about the beers we're drinking, but uh, tell us a little bit about the one you're drinking there, Eddie. Okay. Well, I have, I've had a cup. Well, what is it? One? Maybe two. Okay.
3: two. That's so, the second yeah. one. So the first one is a Commonwealth brewery out of Virginia, yeah. and uh, they have two different beers. One of them is called the Big Poppy, which a lot of people call me Big Poppy. Um, but <laughs> then uh, we also have the poppy Chulo, which is also a variation of it. So the Big Poppy is more of a double IPA. poppy Chulo is a, is a regular IPA, American-style. Great, great beer. The second one, man, we're giving everybody a shout-out in <laughs> Georgia. Uh, the yeah. Sweetwater, Sweetwater 420. Uh, it's a great beer. I haven't had this in probably almost a year. Uh, but great beer. It's almost a... Uh, is it a cbd infused or is it a um, cbd strain but it's a 6% yeah, 420 420 G13 by uh, Sweetwater phenomenal phenomenal beer uh, very easy to drink and um, love it absolutely love it oh. they do that a lot
1: and i always ask people what their thoughts of of, of hemp infused beer cuz a lot of times crack it open you get that waft in your face of this of this hemp type of aroma well, I
3: personally enjoy it. I have quite a few friends of mine that enjoy it. They love drinking it. Um, but, but I will tell you, if you did dedicate a beer line to it, you cannot veer away because yeah. it will alter the flavor of whatever comes next behind it. So um, I will tell you, anything that's CBD infused, hemp infused, uh, you've got to be very careful um, on you know, which line you apply it to because it'll just bury that flavor mm-hmm. into those lines. Um, So we've actually switched it over to our canned uh, beer selection. So someone can actually drink one here at the tap room or mix and match and take a six-pack to go.
1: What's the shelf life if you did switch over that tap line? Like how long would you have to let that kind of
3: run through? Let
1: the environment. We allowed
3: it one time, one run, which was about a week and a half to two weeks or so. And then I said, you know what? Let me not ruin line number 15. So we pulled it off of 15 uh, so now we have it in canned form, and, and folks love it. They actually absolutely love it. It's a great beer. Just talking about
2: easy to drink. The viewers can't see it, but I was working on the golf cart, and I drank five of them. There he is. Just working on the golf cart. Flat. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're very easy to drink. They go down smooth. So I went through a six-pack very quick.
1: How many Cheetos did you go through? Cheetos? Yeah, your favorite. Or cheese balls. That's your favorite.
2: I didn't, yeah, but I didn't eat anything. While working on that thing, I just was drinking beer, totally frustrated, drinking frustrated because I couldn't get the hub off. If his left turn signal goes off on the right, and the left. no, it's a golf cart. <laughs> no, it's a golf
1: cart. Every time you press the brakes, the reverse lights
2: come on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: luckily, you for a living. Who knows what kind of weird stuff's on your golf cart?
2: <laughs> well, we don't have reverse lights on the golf cart.
4: <laughs> I'm surprised because your nickname is bling, so I'm sure your golf cart's got a little bling-bling going on. A little bedazzled. Well,
2: it's got lights underglow and stuff like that, but I'm trying to get everything straightened out to make it work so I can put my flip-out TV with the DVD player Woo-hoo. in
0: it. <laughs> my,
2: ride. Right, <laughs> my ride. Well, I, I sold a truck and took the flip-out DVD player I the truck, so I'm going to put it in my golf cart. Well, Reuse. Mm-hmm. Recycling.
4: We're,
3: We're saving the environment. That's right. Yeah, I know, I know my boy over here is a Gator fan, which is, you know, no one's perfect, but. I will tell you, <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of golf carts, I had the the baddest Miami Hurricanes, well, I call the cane cart. You would seems seen the turnover chain and the whole thing, and um, decided to sell that. But I will tell you, I'm, I'm getting that itch again. I've, I've got to get another one.
2: They're, they're a lot of fun, special little kids. Oh,
4: you know, no one's perfect this year, uh, <laughs> unless you're a. Uh,
2: Bulldog fan, you're hurt. Well, I <laughs> hey, I'll take that because I'm a Bulldog fan. I only have a Clemson golf cart with Clemson alumni because of my wife. Okay,
4: so the results of this game today, might have a new uh, contributor to the podcast. I'm not sure if it's going to be
2: the mayor of the sage. So you're going to kick me out? Uh, if we lose, I might be kicked out myself. No, no cocktail Hey, what did two I say man, earlier? Lead, 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 what did I say earlier, you've got to be a fan, win or lose. It doesn't matter. You're always a fan, and that's the way I am. We've had some down. We've had some really bad years. It might be your year, but not this year. <laughs> this is definitely not, not a bad year. year this time. Well, if y'all do, that'll be uh, traumatic event for myself but it'll be a victory for you so he might have another six of those <laughs> G13s to... <laughs> well fellas before we wrap it up and leave Eddie along so he can get back to doing what he needs to get done to open up today is there anything else you want to talk to us about Eddie anything you're coming up with do you have any special events that weren't talked about earlier um, any special tap takeovers that's coming up We've, we've, had, uh, we've had quite a few, probably I would say
3: about nine or ten in the last uh, two months or so uh, tap takeovers. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, for us, it's a great opportunity to not only uh, offer uh, some unique beer for our customers, uh, but also bring awareness to some of these smaller breweries that maybe some folks don't, don't uh, recognize or, or, or know. Um, but I will tell you, you know, I, I appreciate having the Upstate Beer Boys up here. Um, it's a great opportunity for, for us to not only get to know one another, but also to bring awareness to, um, to the craft beer community. So definitely appreciate you guys visiting today and having a beer with me. Um, thanks again for, for putting us on the map. Um, you know, we we definitely are, are nowhere close to where we would like to be. It's only been almost a year, um, but the future is bright for Clock Tower Taproom, and we look forward to continuing to serve our local community. And uh, definitely come on out, check us out. We're open usually Tuesdays to Saturdays, um, and uh, we always have something fun going on. So you're not going to come in here and have a have a bad time. You're always going to have some fun. Make sure you ask for Eddie when you come on in.
2: Well, again, Eddie, thank you so much for opening up on your time off to come in and let us talk beer and bring, like you said, bring awareness to local breweries and stuff. So at this time, stay with us as we come back from our break so that Wayne the Sage can ask, what time is it? 903!
0: Some more river boat. Always watch out for a red-headed woman. Oh government man when he's thirsty for rollings. Whoa, things that I should have known. Don't call your ex when you drink tequila. Don't drink tequila with Gustavo.
4: Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. You know, Simpsonville has been my home since I moved here in 2005, and it's been pretty neat to see it grow and witness the craft beer boom and see places like Clock Tower Taproom come along. Special thanks to Eddie for hosting us and sharing what the Clock Tower brings to the table, so to speak. I don't know about y'all, but when I hear the name Clock Tower, it instantly pops in my head, Back to the Future. So now all I need is Doc Brown to pull up and Lauren saying, Great Scott! So, um, i got to ask you guys a question. What time is it? 903! 903! <laughs> <903. laughs> well, sounds like beer time to me. There's a certain uh, time and place for a beer. But is there a beer for certain times? <laughs> I think there is. So let me say, first of all, that we here on the Upstate Beer Boys, we are advocates for drinking responsibly. You know, if you need to Uber or whatnot, please, by all means, do so. Or lift.
1: I own stock in (laughs) them.
4: No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They're not paying me money. (laughs) Let's get this started. All right. So it is a weekend day it's no longer morning but it's not afternoon it's kind of brunch time brunch time so um what do you think is the best beer that's brooded for the brunch scene brunch scene to me it's a
2: stout whoa starting off strong well brunch you think of bacon waffles Pancakes into a little bit of sandwiches or so, but definitely, to me, brunch goes with a stout. So is brunch more of a breakfast or a lunch? It's a brunch, breakfast, lunch.
1: Based on the food, <laughs> food pairings he gave, I'm thinking he thinks it's more breakfast.
2: <coughs> uh, it Depending on, like, in Greenville area, when you go to a brunch buffet... You still have your eggs, you still have your bacon, you still have your pancakes, and you might have a couple pieces of fried chicken. Sausage gravy. Sausage gravy. That sounds like
1: a southern brunch that I'm not used to, and I'm a fan of
2: that. Well, you are in the south now, so you've got to understand, (laughs) we're not in Connecticut anymore, Toto. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, that's that's my morning go-to... Just a good stout, and Eddie's over here cracking over another G thirteen IPA. Another one. Calid Calid voice. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Wayne, to answer your question, a good stout, just chocolatey, maybe a lower ABV, is my go-to.
4: Maple. Not like that vagabond stout we had the other day at your house. Oh yeah. That
1: was low and (laughs) nothing.
2: That was like a brunch (laughs) into itself. Yep. Very thick, low ABV, but low ABV. Mm. I think it's like a ten percent. I don't remember. Uh, well, either well, way, it's very to what filling. We drank earlier today. Yeah, fourteen <laughs> percent. Yummy mummy ABV. <It's> easy. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> what you got, Chase?
1: You know, normally the debate with brunch and what you drink normally comes down to: Are you team mimosa or team bloody mary? And I always go Team Bloody Mary. But if we're keeping this on the beer theme, I want something that's going to remind me remind me of or kind of pay tribute sort of to that type of sensation you get from those two classical options. So I'm going to go with a style that everyone likes to make fun of me for once in a while, and that's the Berliner Weiss. For the Berliner Weiss. No. Yep something that's spritzy, something that's got some pop to it, different flavors. I'm going to go with that as my brunch beer.
4: To me, a Berliner Weiss is just nothing but sour and not happiness.
0: <laughs> wow, okay.
4: <laughs> I mean, I have not had a Berliner Weiss yet that I've liked, so therefore it doesn't make me
2: happy. So How can have- you not drink a beer that's got fruit in it and not be happy? Fruit makes sour. you happy.
4: I don't want it but, to be sour. Sour it, to me equals like not happiness.
2: But a Berlin Weiss does not have that like... <coughs> like perker. Pucker up. Or, well, <laughs> give me a Berlin
4: Weiss. Berlin
1: Weiss. <laughs> both, both.
4: Put them in a sentence. <laughs> give, me, right. give me a burner, device it's not sour, and we'll talk,
0: okay?
2: To, to the folks at home that's listening or at the office, whatever, however you're listening to us, I just did a pucker face. I know you can't see that, but that's what I was going for. It doesn't give you that pucker. That...
1: B-E-R-L-I-N-E-R space W E I S S E
3: about 97
4: points of Scrabble <laughs> just, just for those counting at home. <laughs> All right, Eddie, what, what, what do you have on the uh, brunch scene? For, uh, the I, I will offer? tell you, uh,
3: you know, I think you guys mentioned it earlier. You know, my wife is a big, big Mimosa fan, um, whether it's the, the traditional or, or the exotic juices. But I will tell you, we just recently got back from a Brew Dog Brewery up in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And as part of their uh, complimentary, uh, I guess you could say, offering, they had these beer mosas, and the beer mosa was a very high-gravity, very basic IPA. However, because it was brunch, they would incorporate, you know, kiwi juice, or they would incorporate a passion fruit, or you got to choose which juice you would add to that IPA. Never drank it before, never done that before, but it was a nice collaboration, and they all complemented each other very, very well. So
4: um, I am a beer mosa fan from now on. Well, if you give me a beer mosa that's got kiwi and passion fruit, I could probably go along with that. Um, but for me, you know, if I'm thinking brunch, I'm thinking first thing kind of in the morning, early afternoon. I'm thinking a nice pilsner or maybe a uh, session IPA, maybe like that uh, daycation one I had the last episode for a little bit of brunch. You know, a little bit of fruitiness, a little bit of ABV, a little bit of... Uh, but Chase to be fine. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. It's summer. You're outside. You're doing yard work. You're trimming the hedges. You're mowing the lawn. You're kind of doing the outdoor stuff. Fun, I know, right? So, uh, <laughs>
1: Hashtag adult thing.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, Chase, after you're done cutting the grass, what is your favorite lawnmower beer?
1: You know what? I think I was going to give this to your next topic, but I'll toss it in here. I think this is where I'm going to have, well, no. All right. No, no, no. I'll backtrack that. I'll save that for you.
4: Well, we know Pilsners are your favorite style of beer. (laughs) Hashtag sarcasm.
1: Well, we also know that Pilsner is the beer you typically want after you're done mowing the lawn. You want something light and crisp. Um. You know but, I'm all about their Crispy Boys, right? Yeah, oh, yes. As Wayne likes to remind me several times, I'm not a super big builder. Nope. But after mowing the lawn, just got to sit down and relax. Maybe I'll go with that classical lager type of mm. my back Doppelbach, just regular American ale, whatever the case may be. Something that's like hoppy and malty, you know, not so malty that it reminds me of a festive fall beer, not so hoppy that it reminds me of an IPA, but something lager kind of in the middle.
4: So wait, we've got Chase admitting on the record he has <laughs> a traditional-style <laughs> beer uh, the after he's going <clears throat> along.
2: Oh. Stop
4: the presses. <laughs> Actually,
2: that was more like a psycho, maybe. I yeah, a psycho, like. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, sir, Steven. I'm, I'm looking for a knife you know, sometimes the <laughs> through the shower curtain. Sometimes
1: the sound effects
4: work better in my head, okay? <laughs> All right, toss that one. Same question to you, Mayor.
2: So I'm going to give you my go-to local beer that I always go to when I get through you know, pressure washing the house or cutting the grass, Dockside Pilsner. Ooh, That's Crete. a good one. From Thomas Creek. Eddie called it right off as soon as I said the name. It's got this slight honey flavor on the back end, very smooth. I can easily pound three or four and not even know what I just got through drinking because it's a very smooth beer. So <laughs>
1: Kinda like your nachos, you my what? Kinda like your nachos.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> so,
4: Chase, have you had the dockside pilsner at all? I have not. Oh, For we God. gotta introduce that. Might that's be. two
1: pilsners. Now that you have to force down my throat.
4: <laughs> Hold me to it, okay? So, so
2: if any of our our listeners are listening, you know, Thomas Creek was one of our past our past guests on the show. So, Tom does a really good job of. Brewing beer, and by far, that is my best beer to date that I've ever had from them.
3: I I can can tell you here at Clock Tower, we we, uh, cannot keep it in stock. Uh, It's a very smooth Pilsner, very easy to drink. Uh, They're located here in Greenville, so we're always looking to support our local breweries. Uh, But I can tell you, Dockside is absolutely phenomenal. If you're at the pool, cutting the grass, whatever you're doing outside, and it's warm outside – It's a very, very smooth, easy-to-drink beer, and and I highly, highly recommend it. All right, Eddie,
4: so is that your uh, uh, go-to work beer? (laughs) Well, (laughs) all right, so without sounding (laughs) bougie... Oh! oh, Well, we don't care about bougie here, okay?
3: Or if this is a judgment-free zone, kind of like Planet Fitness. We are judgment-free. Hey, you have
2: have a bougie beer from Liability, so shoot it out. Uh, I'm
3: not a sour guy, but I will tell you, that is a a very, very good sour... Um, so, if I'm, work, if, you know, painting or working around the house, uh, <laughs> I don't, you guys are going to be like, do you cut grass? No, I don't cut grass.
2: That's okay. That's okay.
3: <laughs> but uh, while he's cutting the grass, uh, I'll either have a uh, solid Wicked Weed IPA. Nice. Um, or also, and don't judge me, guys, but I, you know, a little Mike's Hard Lemonade, Bold Rock Lemonade, a little malt, malt lemonade if it's nice and warm outside. So, those are my go-to right now. I'd say like a Pernicious or a Coastal Love by Wicked Weed. So
2: real quick, you said Bold Rock. They're located not far, are they?
3: Asheville. Uh, Yeah, so about maybe ten minutes away from Sierra Nevada.
2: So I just wanted to pitch that in real quick because I'm very familiar with them too, and that's another not far local miss still.
3: Hey, my wife loves Bold Rock. She loves. She's a huge cider drinker. I can tell you, Bold Rock's got a phenomenal, phenomenal tap room uh, right outside of Asheville's uh, airport. Um, they also have amazing, amazing beers there that you probably can't find at a local grocery store or at a tap room. Um, so it's definitely worth the trip up there. And uh, definitely want to go when they have their spring or fall festivals because they'll have local vendors come out and bring out their honey and, and all the sell some crafts and stuff. But phenomenal beer. But yeah, Old Rock Lemonade or a Mitar Lemonade or usually a Pernicious or some sort of Wicked Weed IPA is my go-to during the summer.
4: Right on. I'm, I'm down with that kind of stuff.
1: And also don't feel shame in throwing out the Mike's Hard Lemonade because Lord knows we've all had our uh, hey. our phases of Mike's Hard Lemonade Corona Heineken back in the, the pre-craft. <laughs> yeah.
4: Or maybe current scene. You never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, some people are slow to turn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> hey,
4: good stuff is good stuff, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can't Thank speak for everyone here, but I do enjoy... Going fishing, be it freshwater or saltwater or whatnot. And when I do, I like to pop a top and have a cold one while waiting for the uh, fish to bite. Mm. So, in everyone's opinion, what is a good choice to have while uh, going fishing or doing something, you know, kind of outdoorsy where you're waiting a little bit, whether fishing or hunting or just whatever?
1: Pop a top again.
2: Sorry, I had to get to
4: um, Good song, by
2: Title three. three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's going to be the ongoing joke. Inside joke. It's trending. It's, it's trending on Twitter right now. Hashtag now. <laughs> and it's a pun on me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, as far as fishing goes, when you think of fishing, you think of summer, you think of warmer weather, as I'm longing for currently, as it's a the whole... Well, it's gotten up to 61 now, but it was a whole 55 the last couple days. days. Um, and when, when I'm in the hot weather, I want a beer that's not going to skunk. Mm-hmm. Not going to get too warm. Not going to be nasty by the time you get to halfway down, three quarters down. So I'm going to go with an amber. Okay. An amber red. Because... <coughs> When it comes to a beer that kind of and I don't know, maybe I haven't had, maybe, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm rose colored glasses, remembering the style a little bit in warmer weather, but
2: John Connolly?
1: Yeah. <laughs> as far yeah. as drinking a beer that doesn't skunk too bad in the warmer in the warmer climates, I, you know, that that malty that high maltiness is something that uh, kinda of sticks and hangs around a little bit, it doesn't get too too shabby.
2: So mine is going to be fishing beer. Oh, you from <laughs> eighty five brewery? Yeah, brewery eighty five. Sorry, I say eighty five brewery. Brewery eighty five. It was, so it has notes of barbarian yeast, but it's to me it drinks like a pilsner. I'm not exactly sure. And somebody from their brewery could reach out to us when we post this and tell us exactly what the style is. But it's just a smooth drinking beer, and it goes along with fishing. So fishing beer, it's great can art, and, again, it's local here to Greenville. We, uh, we at Clock Tower,
3: it's, it's been a while because this was closer towards the summer, Yeah. Uh, but we had the fishing beer, which is a great beer uh, for, for you to drink, uh, but it was infused with lime.
2: Oh and it, nice. was a one, it was a
3: one-off, and they, they went above and beyond to, to add some incredible lime flavor to their beer, and uh, it sold out very well. We had it in, uh, on tap. We also had it in cans. So definitely recommend uh, next, next year for you to jump on that when it's available. You
1: stole my heart. <laughs> not, not to detract too much, but what is your general feeling of the lime additive? Because I know that can be very polarizing to a lot of people.
3: Well, I'm glad you asked, because when you talked about fishing beer, I was going to tell you, we've, um, we have a lot of folks that ask about Corona, or Modelo, and unfortunately, you know, it's not part of our uh, offering at the moment. However, for those that are fans of that type of beer, whether it's Corona or Modelo, um, this beer that I'm about to tell you has the lime built into it, similar to the fishing beer we just talked about, and it's uh, by Stone Brewing uh, in California, and it's their Buena Vesa. Uh, cool can. I know you guys are big fans Skeleton. about Skeleton. With little um, uh, Dia de los Muertos sugar skull on the, uh, on the can phenomenal, phenomenal beer, low ABV, so you can have, you know, a few of them at the pool, hang out by the boat, or go fishing. Great to drink. Uh, We have it here in stock all the time. It's a year-round beer, so highly, highly recommend that, not only for fishing, but if you're a Corona Modelo fan and just want to mix it up and try something similar, same family, same same flavor, same palate, uh, but just wanted to try something new, definitely one you want to give a shout out.
2: So you just said something that I didn't recognize. Was that Spanish you were speaking? Un poquito Español. So what does that correlate to in English?
3: I know a little bit of Spanish, which I know more. (laughs) I
2: I know nothing. I know uno, dos. Well, you
3: should be knowing cerveza, which is the word for beer in Spanish. Me gusta cerveza, I like beer.
2: (laughs) Maybe you can teach us some... Some Spanish Hey, we thing. can have the,
3: like, like Dora, we can have the word of the week. We just come in here and teach you a little <laughs> Spanish every week. Um, Beer-oriented,
1: beer of course. Yeah, Eventually, we'll get you ready to go <laughs> to Mexico and be able to pass for Spanish. Well,
4: well, I don't know what cerveza means. Um, so, yes, uh, to expand on the uh, fishing beer, which from Brewer 85 is a fantastic beer. It's a hell's lager. 4% ABV.
1: Wayne's favorite style.
4: Actually, it is the beer that is responsible for all of my beer adventures to date. Um, That is the beer I took a picture of on my personal uh, Facebook and posted it, said I was a fan of it. My cousin in Texas was interested and said, hey, let's Mm. do a beer trade. And next thing you know, a year and a half later, here we are. Um, It's one of my favorite beers to drink overall. And it is a good overall beer to drink. All right. So, well, we are now in the fall season, which means besides everything pumpkin, it is now football season. Dum-dum-dum-dum! Which means football games. And what is synonymous with football games? It's tailgating time. Kind of like the beer drinker's favorite sport. So... There are many different types of food you'll find at tailgate. So what choices or choice would you bring to a tailgate? And uh, I will start with uh, Mr. Mayor. What
2: would you be your favorite thing to bring to a tailgate? So my everyday drink, and Eddie was talking about it earlier, my everyday drink that I like, Getting people to try, and I'll bring it to a tailgate is Elvis Juice. Oof! You know I like but, that because it is a very smooth drinking IPA. Grape bleh, came talk grapefruit infused. Fourteen percent kicking in. Right <laughs> Nine hundred three. <laughs> Nine hundred three.
4: We'll get back to that later, boys but,
2: <laughs> but the grapefruit. It's just very smooth and it's not one of those like again I'm gonna make a sound effect, it's not one of those IPAs that go ah, ah, at the back of your throat.
4: <laughs> Wayne <laughs> It's kinda of like a gateway IPA if you ask
2: me. <laughs>
1: a gateway IPA uh, <laughs> holy so,
2: cow. so There it is. <laughs> it, it, it gets you so a gateway like a gateway drug, it's a little bitty like low A B V beer that gets you into the door. To bigger IPAs and stronger IPAs,
4: capital IPAs.
2: <laughs> actually, your people in England would
4: beg to differ because it's six and a half percent here in the states. It's down to I think five point one across the pond. Well, I'm happy with it.
2: Hmm. I can't taste the six and a half. I think it drinks as a very smooth IPA. Like I said, it doesn't have that backside strong hoppy taste. I know I've already had one. Here with Eddie at the tap room at the clock tower, excuse me, and at, that's definitely my go-to bring beer, and it's pretty inexpensive to a tailgate. I
1: don't know where you're from, but to me, six point nine is pretty smooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we've we hinted at this on a previous episode, and you guys, I think you, I made you guys skip a few heartbeats. But when it comes to tailgating beers, I tend to shy away from the craft scene because I want to enjoy the environment. I don't want to think about what I, you know, how amazing this craft is that I'm sipping on. So that's when I tend to go back to a day of yesteryear and grab a macro, whether it's a McVoltra, whether it's a High Life, whatever the case may be.
4: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Stop the presses. He said High Life.
0: <laughs> that is oh. a Miller
1: High Life.
4: Macro champagne and beers. <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with Chase?
1: Out of body experience, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, if I'm going to pick a craft for a tailgate, I want something light. I don't know if I'm going pills there. Maybe like a low ABV IPA. And I'm trying to think And I haven't been around too long to be able to try too many kind of quote-unquote hashtag basic boy beers um, around here. But one of those, like a a nice solid 4%, 5% IPA, something that can sip down pretty smooth. It's not going to skunk fast because tailgating, like fishing, you're going to be out in the sun for a long time. And that beer is not going to be very good after a while.
4: It's maybe like a slightly mighty from Dogfish Head out of uh, Delaware.
1: Dogfish Head is definitely long has a place on my list of place of uh, bucket list places to go, breweries to go rather, and that I have the, they do hold the a special place in my heart. And the, the sixty minutes classic, the ninety minute, also classic, it's one twenty minute, holy cow! um but dogfish is definitely on that list of places to go to at some point in the, in the later life future life
4: if i remember correctly the slight in my day is only about like uh, 95 calories so you can have a few and not get too bad into the uh
1: wayne how long if you know me now and to, to know that i just go full all in
4: <laughs> um, you go full in all the time. <laughs> that's right. So I'll pivot to Eddie. Hey, uh, what's a good tailgate beer for you, Eddie? That's a, that's a great, 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 great question. It's a great question.
3: Uh, typically, and I'm, can, I, can I admit this here on, on, a, on, a, on radio or on our podcast? Um, I'm, I'm more, usually during tailgates, I'm more of a liquor drinker. Um, you know, if you've been to oh, Miami, if you've been to Miami Hurricane tailgate, you know we like to party. Oh yeah! Uh, but, I, but I will tell you, uh, whenever I do decide to have you know a beer during our uh, our tailgates or uh, watching any type of football, um, you know Sycamore Brewing has excellent excellent IPAs. Also love um, a few of our other um, IPAs up here from uh, Sierra Nevada and some of these other folks. So usually an IPA, double IPAs, is what I usually pack the cooler with. Uh, among other things. So, um, yeah, we like, to, we like to party, go hard. Don't like to go too, too light, because you know that sometimes uh, it's all about you know, the music and the festivities at the tailgate. So, want to have a good time and start off with a bang. So,
4: that's that's what we usually do. Okay, you know I'm a Gators fan, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> so,
1: hey, you know, Nobody we have a, perfect.
4: <laughs> the enemy of the enemy is my friend, so we both hate Florida State, so we're kind of like uh, we're on the same team, for lack of a better term. All right, so, you know, I've heard that the weekend bottle release at the 8th state is almost like a tailgate into itself. And I need to put that on the calendar. I need
2: to... Uh, Oh, you're missing out. You are missing out, Chase. It's kind of like like the the ultimate bottle
4: share. So, I'm going to open this up to Stephen and Chase. What would be your ultimate bottle share for that kind of environment? And I will go to the mayor first because he's actually been there. So we'll give him the floor to start with, and then we'll follow up with Chase on that
2: one. So I've been there multiple times. So you're asking, so basically you're asking when when I go to the the on-site only beer releases, is what you're talking about, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So they do online bottle releases and you can pick them up on Saturday, but then they have the the on site release only. So they give two to three a person and you guys stand in line. And most of the time, guys go 5 a.m. The earliest I've ever been, I set up at 8 a.m. They open up at 10, 11, or 12, or whatever time they want to go. So you're asking what kind of beer? I would bring to share, correct? Yes, sir. So, a lot of people bring barrel-aged beers, literally when you get there by the well, when you get there there's not that many people, but by the time the the line starts going through, mm-hmm. there could be 50 to 60 people and almost every single one of those people bring Beers from all over the United States and some international beers. So I always bring like a smoothie sour or a smoothie, like something light, because the majority of those people you you're sitting there shaking your head and kind of looking at me like crazy. Well, this is new. Well, and a lot of people will not um, understand because they can't see what you're doing because. Were are voice-only podcast. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But majority of people like to bring high ABV barrel-aged beers that you can't get around. So I just bring a smoothie or a, something that I get from my boy out in Texas that's a hazy IPA, something lower, because you're going to get your fill of high-gravity beers. And the way it works is literally – Every single one of the guys that's got a a beer, no matter what it is, they'll walk around and say, hey, you want to try this? Never met you in your life, but you're going to try a beer. And if you don't want it, you can just say no.
4: Sounds like my kind of party. I
1: I would think, like, if it's, like, a beer that, like, I'm excited to share with other people, typically like we do on the show. The first style I'm gonna think of is one of those high gravity barrel age imperial stouts or something of that nature. But so that would be my first that would that would be my first inclination if I could crack, get get my hold on, hands on one of those that didn't otherwise exist. Um, the other one, Steven I stole a little bit of my thunder, is the Hazy Nipa. Mm-hmm. Because Nipah is a staple where I'm from. The treehouse, as far as I'm concerned, is the mecca of the Nipah style. Um, But there's a lot of good Nipahs down here South Carolina, too. A lot of them. So if I can't find something that... If I can't find a barrel age that's really punching your face, somebody's ex-person's got to try this. Or if if I'm thinking in along the veins that Stephen mentioned where 8th State, that's what they do. So I'm not going to walk in with a beer like that. Um, And I had to pick something else, then I'm going to go with the NEPA.
4: Well, you know, I have to respect the NEPA because they're pretty good. They're pretty hazy and whatnot. Um, All right. So we've established that under the right circumstances, just about any time is a good time for a beer. But we here on the Upstate Beer Boys will advocate to, to do it responsibly. You know, don't drink and drive. It's always a good time when myself and the boys get together. And now only get to do it, have some great uh, beers, and have uh, a great time. It is fun to share with friends. So, uh, you guys got anything else to add to this? Come
1: visit Eddie at Clock
4: Tower.
2: Eddie, you got anything to add before we finish out?
4: No, I, I think we've
3: uh, we've tasted some great beers, had a great segment, and uh, appreciate you guys having us over here at uh, at the Clock Tower Tap Room. Hopefully you guys can visit again soon, and we can try out some some fresh new beers.
1: And you're the first guest to hang around with us for the entire show. For the
3: man. entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not the last one. I want to want to definitely join you guys in the future. And this has been great. Um, you know, whoever's hasn't hasn't uh, listened to your podcast in the past, I highly recommend to to log in and and keep track and subscribe because uh, these guys are doing a great job, and uh, you're going to learn a little bit while we're having a little bit of fun.
2: Well, I think you shot yourself in the foot because you said earlier. That you could that we could make this our permanent home. So be be careful what you wish for. Hey, what it, you ask.
3: Consider it done. This is the, the new official spot for the Upstate Beer Boys. So anytime the door's always open, guys.
2: We appreciate it. Thank you.
4: All right. And with that, that brings us to the end of the show. We thank you so much for listening. Please follow and subscribe to us on the podcast platform that you are listening on. And please share us with your friends and family. You can find us on Instagram at the Upstate Beer Boys, and give us a follow there as well. I want to thank my co-host uh, Stephen and Chase, and to get Eddie at the Clock Tower Tap Room in downtown Simpsonville. If you haven't been there, we highly recommend you stop by and see what it's nice and cool place it is. When you do, tell them that the Upstate Beer Boys sent you. Boy, I tell you, I cannot wait to see who's next. We've had some whiz-banger episodes so far, and it just keeps getting better and better. So can't see to see if the next person talks this one. If you have suggestions on a beer for us to try or a brewery for us to uh, visit or a tap room or beer garden, please uh, message us at Upstate Beer Boys on Instagram or email us at upstatebeerboys at gmail.com. And with that, I say, uh, take away, Chris. We're just boys, and we like beer. We're
0: just boys, we're just boys, we like beer, we like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. we like Blondells, IPAs, Cider styles In the USA, we're just boys, we're just boys. We like beer, we're just boys, we like beer. We like beer, but I'm stay beer, boy.